You are listening to audio provided by FBC Farwell. To find more resources or to donate to this ministry, please check out fbcfarwell.org. Hey, if you have your Bibles, I want to ask you to turn to Romans chapter 15. We're going to take a break from uh, the book of Acts for a little while. And I want to share with you a, um, a sermon series um, called Rejoicing in Hope. Rejoicing in hope. We're going to spend the next couple of weeks, God willing, uh, talking about this word, hope. It's often a misunderstood word, sometimes even confusing, uh, because so often we use the word today as a wish. And there's nothing wrong with that to say, man, I hope, um, you know. I, I've, been a, I've been a horrible, sp- I was about to say, if the cow- I don't even know if the Cowboys play today. Do the Cowboys play today? Anybody? Sunday, oh, tonight, yeah, tonight, sorry. I've been a horrible sports fan this year. I don't know if any of you, any others, it's just been really hard to, uh, to get engaged in sports this year. But, but we say things like that, right? I, I hope uh, the Cowboys um, show up tonight and play. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, that Christmas is coming. I hope I get this or, or I hope that. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, those, those wishful way. But, but in Scripture, hope has a completely different meaning. And I'm going to define that here in just a moment. Um, but I want to read the text, and then we're, we'll come back and we'll look at it in detail. We're going to just look at one text uh, this morning. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now may the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you. Can we get it on the screen there real quick? For those that don't have their Bible with them, thank you. Can you put the other one? Or this one's fine. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, here's a key word, as or phrase, as you believe, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank You for Your Word. And God, we pray that You would teach us Your Word. Teach us, God, Your Word. And... and, and, As we gain this knowledge, as we're reminded of this truth for many in the sanctuary this morning and for the very first time, as we we gain or are reminded of this truth, God, may you be blessed by it. May we take the knowledge and may we bless you with it. Father, I pray that you would do what only you can do, that you would change lives today. It's in your son's precious and holy name I pray. Amen. Let me share, and I, I, I'm a little hesitant to do this because I never really like to tell personal uh, stories. I don't want to be the focus of the message. I want Jesus Christ to be the focus of the message. But I need to, to set a little bit of groundwork and tell you just real quickly a little bit of a personal story. What set me on the track to share this sermon series with you, Rejoicing in Hope. Back, well, ever since the beginning of COVID, Kim and I have been asking and, and we've been just, just, just thinking through, God, what is it you're wanting to teach us during this time? 
I, I don't believe that God ever wastes a crisis. I believe there's an opportunity in every crisis. And one of the crises and, every, and, in one, and one of the things is that God can teach us something that we would have never learned if we wouldn't have gone through the crisis. God has the ability to take us through the crisis and teach us something that we would have never learned about Him and sometimes about ourselves if we would have never gone through the crisis. And so when, when a crisis comes, I want to ask, I want to constantly be asking God, God, what is it that you are wanting to teach me? What is it that you are wanting to show me during this time? I don't want to waste it. I mean, this isn't fun to go through. I don't, I don't want to go through it any longer than what we have to. But I do want to learn whatever God wants to teach me in this crisis. And so that's been on the forefront of our mind. And we talk about it from time to time. And back in July, I made a statement that as soon as it came out of my lips, man, I'm telling you, my heart hurt. It it burdened me deeply. Not only was I thinking it, but it actually came out of my mouth. And it was this. I told Kim, I said, one of the things I think that God has shown me in this season is that I've lost my joy. I've lost my joy. I'm telling you, as soon as that came out, because listen, I, I am a joyful person from from the de- I mean my mom tells me when I was a I just laughed all the time I, I I'm, I'm just wired a joyful person and 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 listen it as I begin to look back I, I do a prayer journal I have for the last 20 something years and uh, as I began to look back after I may, after I verbally said that and it so bothered me that it wasn't just a thought, it was a reality that, that had began to, to, to work its way out during this COVID season. It wasn't just since February. As I began to go through my prayer journal, it's been, it's been eroding, you know, like a, a, an erosion. You don't see it immediately. It's, it's after you look back and you see how, how the soil has been eroded from the riverbank. Are you following me? And, and, and you, don't, you don't see it instantly, but as you look back, you can, you can see, man, over the, over the years, there's just been, there's been something missing. And, 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 and I believe during this time, God has revealed to me a loss of joy. Now listen, that doesn't mean that I've just gone around just completely joyless, but not as joyful as I should. Not as joyful as the fruit of the Spirit. Love joy the second in the fruit list and the, the fruit of the spirit the, as a as a christ follower having the holy spirit living inside of me i i should be producing joy and i'd come to the realization that i'd lost that joy well that set me on a journey that so bothered me that i began to just pray and ask god god what is it that has caused me, not just since February, since the beginning of COVID, but over the last several years, what has it, what, what is it that has been eroding and has caused me to lose my joy? And that set me out on a journey. And I, I picked up a book that I'd had for about a year, written by a guy by the name of Kerry Newoff, called Didn't See It Coming. And it's a coming, sorry. Um, it's a great book. I'd recommend you uh, picking that up. But the first chapter 
um, just nailed me. Like it's, I, I read the first chapter and it was there. Here's what he said. Kerry Newoff says in his book, he talks about something that happened in his life where cynicism, he had become a cynic. And he, he had always seen people who were cynical and never wanted to be a cynical person. But yet he had found himself becoming a very cynical person. And he makes this statement in the book. He said, hope is the first death to cynicism. Hope is the first, he actually says it this way, hope is the first casualty to cynicism. And while I believe that statement, I've rewritten it just a little bit because I believe this is a little bit more accurate, is this, misplaced hope is the leading cause of cynicism. Misplaced hope is the leading cause of cynicism, bitterness, and a loss of joy. Misplaced hope. And so for the next several weeks, God willing, I want to take you through a journey that God has led me on for the last three months. Through Scripture. No more personal stories. Just through Scripture of how, because maybe, maybe you're like me, maybe it's you've lost your joy. I mean, if you look back over the last 10 or 15, 20 years, you, you've become, I mean, you, you remember uh, like the old grouchy man, and now you're like, I'm never going to be the get off my lawn guy. But now you are? Like, like um, you know, you, 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 you're, you're never, you were never going to be that, and now you have found yourself being that. Maybe that's you. And maybe there's some here this morning that that's not you. You're full of joy. You're full of hope. You're full of optimism. And praise God for that. And if that's you, because that would have been me 10 or 15 years ago, here's what I want you to do. Don't ignore this message as though, man, this isn't for me. It's for those old people, those old, you know, bitter uh, old man and old woman. Uh, blue hairs, you know, are like, listen, it is for you. It is for you. You just, you, you file this back somewhere, and it's for you. Okay, it's for, for all of us. So for the next couple of weeks, we're going we're gonna to dive into Scripture, uh, and, and we're going we're gonna to talk about this, because I believe it will help. I know it has helped me tremendously. Listen, as I have begun to study hope, here's what's happened. If hope is the first casualty, or the onset of a joylessness or bitterness or cynicism is, is the result of misplaced hope. Here's what I said. I just began to pray, God, will you show me every scripture in your word, hope, and how I can regain this hope where I can recognize what I've been placing my hope in that has caused me to lose my joy. Will you show me what I've been, where, where my misplaced hope is at, has been and show me where my hope needs to go? And I want to tell you something. In the last three months, God has done a work in my life. And hear me, circumstances hadn't changed. Okay? Here, circumstances hadn't changed. But joy has come back. has come back. Circumstances hadn't changed. But listen, the Word of God is powerful. 
And the Word of God gives life. And where something is dead, the Word of God will breathe life back into it. Like Lazarus, come forth. Hope, come forth. Joy, come forth. Optimism, come forth. And God's Word does it. And so I want to share with you we're going to just look at Romans. Man, I have so much to share. I was telling Logan before the service, I just, man, my prayer this morning is that it's just not like a word vomit, like I just, all of this that I've been studying for the last uh, three months, and I need, I, need to, I need to spread this out over a couple of weeks. Um, and so, so I'm just going to, Romans chapter 15, verse 13 is where we're going to be at. Let me, let me define hope. Again, hope is not just this wish, um, this hope so. When we're talking about when we're talking about hope that gives us joy, genuine joy that gives us true peace. Those two things can only listen can only be found in God and God alone. And so that hope here's the definition a confident, and I, if you have your Bible, I want to encourage you to write it in Romans chapter 15, verse 13, or take the flyleaf of your Bible and write it in there. You need this definition. Hope is a confident assurance, an unshakable confidence in the trustworthiness of God. Let me say it again. Hope, biblical hope, is a confident assurance an unshakable confidence in the trustworthiness of God. Now let me add this little tagline to it. Regardless of your circumstances. An unshakable confidence in the trustworthiness of God regardless of your circumstances. You can have hope. You can have peace. You can have joy. Regardless of your circumstances, because you have biblical hope. You know, the remarkable thing about Christianity is not only that we have a Savior who came to deliver us from a sin debt that we could never pay, but that we have a Savior whose name is Jesus Christ, who is the very Son of the God who created this world, and He sees us for who we really are, and He loves us anyway. That is a remarkable truth about Christianity. Because I, I, I believe, listen, I believe sometimes we see ourselves, we know ourselves how we really are, pre-filtered, pre-edited. We know the thoughts that go through our mind. We know the desires that well up from our heart. And we go, man, if, if, if they only knew that, they would not love me. And sometimes we translate that, and it's not just a they, we translate that to God and we say, man, if God only knew that. Listen, I'm telling you, God knows it all and He loves you. That's a remarkable thing about Christianity. And can I just add one more to that? Not only does He love you just as you are, 
but He provides the power, the strength, the guidance to take you where He wants you to be. To help you grow in righteousness. To walk in righteousness. To walk in a way that brings honor and glory to Him in a way that you, have, you, you can't even fathom that you could ever do. God has a way. He does so through the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when you think, man, I, I've, I have hated God. I've run from God. There's no way that God would love me. Listen, Jesus stared hate in the face. Think about it on the cross. And He met it with love. He willingly went to the cross. The hatred of the people crucifying Him. Not only did He go to the cross, but while He was on the cross, He forgave those who didn't even ask for forgiveness. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Listen, Jesus stares hate in the face and He meets it with love. He confronted despair and made it abundantly clear that despair would not win. The thrust of the Gospel is that Jesus sees your hate and He meets it with love. He sees your despair and He counters it with hope. He sees your doubt and He lobs belief at you again and again and again and again. Cynicism, bitterness, unforgiveness melts under the relentless hope of the Gospel. Let me say that again. Cynicism, bitterness, unforgiveness melts under the relentless hope of the Gospel. Listen, your past isn't your future when Jesus gets involved. Failures aren't final when Jesus gets involved. Listen, your trials may be hot, but when Jesus is involved, you won't be burned. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me unpack that for just a moment. Let me say that again. Your trials may be hot, but with Jesus Christ in your life, you won't be burned. Listen, we will go through trials. We're promised that God will deliver us through the trials, but what we're not promised is that it won't be hot. We can walk through the fire, but listen, in the fire, it's hot. <laughs> but listen, we can go through the trials. We can go through some fiery ordeals, but with Jesus Christ, it won't get burned. Listen, bitterness cannot linger under the relentless assault of love. Can't. Hope cannot die if, to, if an empty tomb empowers it. Listen, of all the people on the earth, oh man, hear this. If of all the people on the earth, Christians should be the least cynical and the most joyful of everybody else. I, I remember when I was 15 years old, and uh, you've heard parts of this story where, where uh, I checked out from God. I didn't want anything to do with God. My parents got a divorce. My, my grandfather passed away. And I remember walking into church and, um, 
And, 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 and this was a very pivotal moment in my life, and I, I would not have seen it. I didn't see it at the moment. I know Satan was just playing, having a heyday with me, but I can remember walking into the church, and this imagery came to my mind, like, 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 like just, like, whoa, uh, like Igor. I'd say, not this church, all right? It wouldn't happen here. Um, you know, just pockets like hanging out. Like, oh, woe is me. Uh, oh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I mean, just. I didn't see joy. And of all the people, because of the gospel, because of the love that has been poured out on us, because of the grace that has been poured out on us. Listen, of all the people, Christians ought to be the least cynical and the most joyful of everybody else. And yet we often aren't. And it ought to send us, it ought to send us on a journey through the Scriptures, asking God, God, why, why does that person have more joy than me they, they don't even believe in you they generally have more joy than me and they have no hope of eternity with you they have no hope of going through the fire and not getting burned hmm. all the people on the earth we ought to be the most joyful the gospel gives us the greatest reason to hope listen we don't just cling to some intellectual claim our hope isn't based on an emotion or a feeling. A Christian's hope lives in the person of Jesus Christ who, who beat death itself. That's where our hope lies. So let me ask you this question. I want you to just, not out loud, uh, write, write this question down. And I want you to answer it. Maybe you can answer it immediately. You already know. But, but before the end of the day, before your head hits the pillow, I want you to answer this question. What are you trusting in to bring you joy and peace? What are you trusting in to bring you joy and peace? I don't believe the day can, can, can go by. It's this important, Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ, for us to answer that question. Now listen, if the answer to that question has an expiration date, then when it expires, follow me? If the answer to that question has an expiration date, then when it expires, cynicism, bitterness, joylessness, unforgiveness will come and comfort you. Anybody have like your favorite like pair of clothes? Like, like I have a pair of jeans I wear on Saturday and a shirt. I, this is why men don't have clothes in the clothes closet. Probably, I just put those two together. Like you, you have you have you have like that pair of clothes. It's just like it's just comfort. Listen, if what you are placing your hope in to bring you joy and peace has an expiration date, cynicism, bitterness, joylessness unforgiveness will come and comfort you like that old pair of jeans 
And it'll wrap itself around you. And it will feel very normal. Listen, here's the truth. It's easier to be a cynic than admit that I've gone 5, 10, 15, maybe 20 years believing something or someone to be trustworthy only to find out it's not. And you know what's worse? Only to find out 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago that it never could have. A couple years ago, we were in Columbia and um, Kay went with us and Kay was a riot. Like, we had so much fun with Kay. Like, if, if you could get in trouble in a foreign country, Kay did it. Um, Kay was riding in a little taxi um, with Dan Hearding. Neither one of them knew Spanish. And they got pulled over by, like, the state police, the army, M, you know, long guns. Uh, Kay didn't have her driver's license on her. It was in the trunk, and so they're trying to communicate. Her, um, when we got on to, to fly back home, her ticket to her, 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 her uh, airline ticket, her name was misspelled, and so she got questioned. But here was a kick. She had a counterfeit bill. A Colombian counterfeit bill. Now, luckily, it was only, Kay was at five U.S. dollars, not, not just a whole lot. But what if, what if that counterfeit bill would have been a million U.S. dollars and she would have been guarding that bill and taking care of it, protecting that bill with all that she had? And all the hope of what she was going to do when she got home with that million dollars that she had, she would have got to the counter that fateful day back at customs and showed them proudly that money waiting for them to hand over the million dollars. You know what would have happened? She wouldn't have got a million dollars. She would have had the force. <laughs> Come on her. That's with money. Let me ask you something. What are you placing your trust and your hope in for salvation? That you're carrying around, you're guarding and you're protecting and you're petting and you're, 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 just, you're just dreaming about it. It's, just, it's so precious to you. Listen, what if, what if, what if it can't ever bring you joy and peace like Jesus Christ can and you stand before God and you present that thing to him and he says depart from me for I never knew you counterfeit hope is eternally dangerous with no hope of going back I mean Kay just smiled and said <laughs> and they let her go you know she, she had no explanation for it whatsoever I have no idea where I got this Five dollars at. I mean, that's easy to overlook, right? But eternally, listen, what are you placing your hope in to give you peace and joy if it has an expiration date? Listen, we can enjoy it, but we have to know, and this is, oh, I've got to save this for another message. You can, God has given us a lot of things to enjoy. 
Lots of things. But they can't become the ultimate things that bring us joy and peace. Now that's, a, that's for another week, so I've got to move on. Um, oh yeah, let me share this, and then, and then I've got to hurry. Um, this is important for me to share. There's only two places where hope is impossible. Two places where hope is impossible. One is in heaven. And you won't need hope. You will have complete fulfillment. You'll be staring at the one you've been placing your hope in all of your life. That's one place. The other place you can imagine is hell. If you die and go there, you're beyond all hope. Two places where hope is not needed. Meaning this, that while we have blood in our veins, while our heart is beating and there's breath in our lungs, we must have hope. And we're going to place our hope in something. To bring us joy and peace, let's place it in Jesus Christ. Listen, if you can hear my voice, then it's not too late for you to rejoice in hope. Really quickly, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. I want you to see this. This is how good, I'm telling you, God just pours out His goodness in this verse. I want you to see it. Romans chapter 15, verse 13 says this. Now, now, may the God of hope Listen, God is the author of hope. He is the storehouse of hope. Let me say that again. God is the author of hope. He is the the storehouse of hope. Now may the God of hope, watch this. He says, listen, I, I tried on the screen, if you'll look there real quick. I tried to, you know, if you highlight everything, you've highlighted nothing. You ever heard that phrase? I I tried to bold some, underline some, highlight some, and yell. Every word is so important. May the God of hope, the author, the storehouse of hope, fill you. That's how good God is. God doesn't want to just give you a little to get you by. He wants to fill you. And when you are full, guess what else? When you are full of God's hope, guess what that means? You are empty of the hope that this world tries to offer. So listen, here's, here's, what's going th- here's what's going through my life if I'm, or what's going through my mind is I'm studying this word hope and I've, and I've come to the realization that I've lost my joy and, and a loss of joy is really, uh, it's revealing that there's been some misplaced hope. Then here's what I'm asking God in my prayer. God, will you show me where I've misplaced hope, where I have filled my life with hope and something else that's not allowing you to fill me with your hope? It's a great prayer to pray because God will answer that prayer. He'll show you. And sometimes it's painful. Now may the God of hope fill you, watch this, with all joy. Listen, it doesn't doesn't say there in the text, nowhere in this text is it talking about depending on your circumstances. COVID, no COVID. Presidential election, no president, or depending on, you know, who gets president. It doesn't say. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace here's the key as you believe as you believe what as you believe that he is trustworthy as you believe that he is faithful as you believe that he is the only one worthy of placing your trust in as you believe That He is the only one who has no expiration date. As you believe. He is the Son of God. 
the Savior of the world. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe. Why? So that you may, and this is, I, I believe the Apostle Paul is doing a play on words. He's already said that we would be filled with, with, with hope. Now he says, for overflowing. So this is just the, the, the grace of God. Not only does he fill us, but he overflows. And I love this. Hear, hear this. When we are overflowing with something, guess what happens when, when we kind of stumble? you're overflowing it spills out joy and here's what i know i know i'm going to stumble and you know what i don't want to spill out bitterness cynicism unforgiveness joylessness but when I am full and when I'm overflowing with hope, when you and I are, listen, not only when we stumble do we spill out joy and peace, but listen, when someone bumps into us, <laughs> we spill out joy and peace. Here's what I've learned in 49 years of life. Not only do I stumble, but sometimes people bump into me. And when people bump into me, it's the same thing when I stumble. I don't want bitterness to spill out. I don't want cynicism to spill out. I don't want unforgiveness to spill out. I want joy and peace to spill out. I don't know about you. I hope you want the same thing. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope. Listen, oh, I've sa- I already said that's the key word, so I've got to come up with another phrase. They're all key. They're all important. This is the, the other part was good. This is gooder. You ready? By the power of the Holy Spirit, meaning this, it's not, I don't have to have the power to do it. I don't, I don't have the strength to, to put joy back in my life. I don't, have the, I don't have the strength within myself. I don't have the wherewithal within myself to, to not have unforgiveness. And so, by the power of the Holy Spirit, may you be overflowing with, fill and joy, uh, with, with, with joy and peace by the author of hope, God Himself. You ever heard the phrase, I shared this with Good News Clothes Closet yesterday, I'm going to close with this, but I don't want you to like check out, I need you to listen to this. You ever heard the phrase, God will never give you more than you can handle? That's a lie. It's a lie. Here's the truth. It's close, but here's the truth. God will never give you more than He can handle through you. Which means this. If God isn't in you, then He can't work through you. But if God is in you, He will work through you to take you wherever He leads you. Have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Have you placed your hope in Him? Now listen, I'm talking about a future hope, an eternity with God in heaven. Have you said yes to Him? Have you surrendered your life to Him saying, I I know that I am a sinner. I know that my sin separates me from you. But you have gone to the cross for me to pay the penalty for my sin. 
I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Listen, if you have never done that, today would be the best day for you to do it. Don't wait for another day. We're not guaranteed another moment. Say yes to God today. Thank you for joining us for worship at FBC Farwell. If you made a decision for Christ, please let us know by contacting Pastor Russ at russ at fbcfarwell.org. We would love to connect with you and walk alongside you in your faith journey. We have some great resources to send you that will help you grow in your faith. As we close, I want to say thank you for listening today. If God leads you to give to the ministry of FBC Farwell, you can text FBC Farwell to the number 77977. Thank you for your generosity.